0: are listening to the War on Autism podcast, where autism, recovery, and life coaching collide. I am your host, Allison Smith, certified life coach and mom of an amazing autistic son. Hello, everybody. Oh, my goodness. It has been like a month. Seriously, it's been like a month. Um, we took some time off. For Thanksgiving, we had some travel. Isaac got sick when we got back. Of course, I feel like any time that you go and have fun, you end up getting sick in return. So we had a little bit of a hiccup with that. And then we've also still been battling these night terrors. We are on the up and up though. So hopefully I have enough information and enough research on night terrors and sleep issues. And autism, that I can produce a lovely podcast in the future, but not today. Today, we are going to talk about something that I'm really surprised I haven't done a podcast on this sooner. So, at home, whenever we started this healing journey with Isaac with his autism. We sort of went through our entire house and we tried to make it as healthy as possible. So for us, that meant we went through all of our cooking things. We got rid of pots and pans that had Teflon in them. We um, changed our laundry detergent. We got an air purifier. We got an organic mattress for him to sleep on, which by the way, oh my goodness, I need a sponsor for that because that was so expensive. Yeah, if you're in the market for an organic, non-toxic mattress, wow. It, we were we were a little taken back by what the cost of that was. But anyways, we did all of these things to try to make our home the a bubble, so to speak, of healing. Like when we are here, environmentally, we are the best we can possibly be to our knowledge so that Isaac can heal from everything, so that... He doesn't have any stumbling blocks as far as his environment while he is at home. And that's what we tried to make. However, when we went home for Thanksgiving, we were not in the bubble. We were not in the controlled environment anymore. And the number one thing that I noticed when we flew home was the amount of fragrance. Y'all, if you have lived in a fragrance-free environment... And then you go to a regular home that is not fragrance free, you almost cannot handle it. My husband and I were both like, oh my goodness, like it smells so strong in here. Um, You know, we washed our clothes while we were away, and our clothes just smelled so strong. When we got home, we actually had to wash them again because the fragrance was just, it was, I cannot describe to you how strong it was to us because um, we're so sensitive to it now. And I feel like most people that live in like a normal American home, you're almost nose blind. You're desensitized to how much fragrance you are around. And it really made me understand, wow, I think a lot of my headaches that I used to have were coming from fragrance because I was the person that loved those unstoppables. You know, you put them in your Wash and then your clothes smell good for what sixteen weeks or something crazy. Um, I loved those. I loved that scent. I washed everything in Gain. I had the Gain Febreze. I did the the scented powder like on your carpet for you to vacuum up. Like everything in my house was so strong. And now that I'm away from that, I'm really, really keen at picking up on those scents and things whenever I go into a new environment. So. I completely understand, and I was that person. But now that I have stepped away from it, I can really see how that was affecting my health. I really think that that had a huge part in my allergies. I think that had a huge part in my headaches, and I think it also over my overall well-being because I didn't feel great when we were home for Thanksgiving, like at all. I really didn't feel great. I had headaches. I had some severe fatigue while I was there. No, I'm not saying all of it was from fragrance alone. It's probably because we deviated from our diet and just the overall travel and stress and those type of things. But I do believe it was a factor. So the typical home, and you can just check these boxes off if this applies to you because I started to really think about what the fragrance was like in our home before we changed. So typical home. You're going to wake up in sheets that were washed in fragrance. You're going to hop in a shower. You're going to wash off with soaps full of fragrance. You're going to get dressed in clothes that were washed in fragrance, and you're going to wear those clothes all day. And those clothes that are drenched in fragrance are going to be touching your skin, and your skin is going to absorb that fragrance all day long. Then you're going to put on makeup. It has fragrance in it. You're going to put on deodorant. It's got fragrance in it. You're going to use some type of hair product, most likely. It has fragrance in it. Then you're going to drink coffee out of a mug that is washed with fragrance. Yeah, believe it or not, I actually didn't realize that those dishwasher pods have fragrance in them. So you're washing your dishes in fragrance, which is stuck to your mug, and you're going to drink your coffee out of it. Then you're going to get into your car that has an air freshener. So you have fragrance there. And then after a long day, you're going to come home and you're going to light a candle to relax. And that is nothing but fragrance. Then you're going to cook dinner and eat a meal off of those dishes again that were washed in fragrance. So you see how all day long you have that. You are breathing it in. It is touching your skin. You are even consuming it orally. Like you are getting fragrance a hundredfold from what people did even 50 years ago. You have so much fragrance. So like what's the problem with that? I've I've talked about this before to some people and they're like, so what? It smells good. Like what's the big deal? Well the big deal is that fragrance is not monitored. Okay. So we have the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, they are supposed to monitor, make sure all things are on the up and up. You know, they want to make sure that the food that's in production at the grocery store that they pass all the checks. It's healthy. It's not going to hurt us, which by the way, they fail miserably at because most of the foods that are in the grocery store, especially on the center aisles are full of toxic ingredients, but that's a podcast for another day, but they don't have to regulate fragrance. And the reason they don't have to is because of this loophole of trade secrets. So a fragrance to a business is quote unquote, a trade secret. And under that type of protection of a trade secret, they do not have to list what fragrance is. So fragrance is this huge umbrella that can cover up to 4,000 chemicals. Yes, four, zero, zero, zero. That is how many chemicals are under the umbrella of fragrance. And the thing is, since it's not regulated, since the FDA doesn't investigate it, they don't have to report what it is, no one knows how bad they are. The, there is a possibility that 300, 3,999 of those chemicals are perfectly safe and healthy. It's incredibly unlikely. But we don't know because they don't have to tell us what it is. Because it's a quote-unquote trade secret. So, fragrances can be a number of things. And basically, what these companies can do. They can mix up any type of concoction they want. Good stuff, bad stuff, anything they want. And as long as they put it under that umbrella of fragrance, us as the consumers, we will never know about it. We will never know what is truly in it. And that's the scary thing, especially when you start thinking, wow, there's fragrance in my child's baby soap. What am I washing my newborn baby with? Because they don't have to tell me what's in it. So how do I know what is being absorbed through the skin of my newborn. It's very scary stuff, and it gives me a lot of anxiety just thinking about it. But one of the big things that we do know about fragrance, we may not know exactly what is in it. We may not know exactly what the chemicals are because they don't have to tell us. One thing we know for sure that are in fragrance are phthalates. I've talked about this in a previous podcast. So phthalates, P-H-T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, phthalates. it's pronounced phthalates just with the TH, but they are found in fragrance. The big thing to remember about phthalates is they are hormone disruptors. Okay, so when I say hormone disruptors, these are the things that we know about phthalates, especially with fragrance. So, fragrance phthalates have been shown to block testosterone activity. So, if you're a man, And you have loss of energy. You have ED. You have a hard time building muscle. Or you have a hard time retaining muscle. Like maybe you can tell six months after you stop working out, you just go to mush. Like that's not normal. These are things that are associated with low testosterone because of the phthalates and fragrance. They will block testosterone activity. And you think about a guy who you don't think has so many fragrances. Like, you, we all know the one guy that wears way too much cologne, but your typical dude, they're still going to wash with smelly good soap. You know, they may have the aftershave. They've got deodorant. Their trucks usually smell pretty good. They've got an air freshener in there. Like they're still getting a lot of fragrance as well. Maybe not to the extent that the women are, but they're still getting exposed to a high amount of these chemicals and they're blocking testosterone activity. Now for women, what this is going to look like for us, with women, it's going to create excess estrogen in the body. So that's how these phthalates affect the women. So what does that look like? That's going to be increased inflammation in your body, decreased sex drive. You're going to have fatigue, depression, weight gain, irregular periods, mood swings. All of the worst of the worst of being a woman is happening because of fragrance. So have you ever thought like, Wow, I have all of those things. I have every single one of those. Maybe it's because every product you use is laced with fragrance. Like it's a possibility. I think it's something worth exploring for yourself and for your health to try to rid that and see if some of these things don't get better. And another thing when I was reading about fragrances, and especially the fact that they're hormone disruptors, I immediately flashed back to my middle school self. Okay, so middle school Allison thought Bath and Body Works was the end-all be-all. I had Bath and Body Works body wash. I had Bath and Body Works lotion. I had the little spray. And then after basketball practice, I would, you know, spray, spray, spray. Because I didn't want to be sweaty to go back into class, you know, with all the middle school boys. Um, And I was full of stinking fragrance at a time that it was pivotal for my hormones to act Normally, you know, you're developing during those years. And those are the years that, you know, you get stinky. So you like cake on, um, what was it, teen spirit? Please tell me. I'm not the only person who used teen spirit deodorant. Um, but it smelled so good. I used the pink one. Um, full of fragrance. I know it was horrible for you. And all the boys um, had the the Axe body spray, just drowned themselves in the Axe body spray. And there we are at an age... Where our hormones are developing and we need them to develop normally. And we're really self-sabotaging because we're full of fragrances. And even today, like that's still the typical middle school, you know, routine. I feel like even now, these middle schoolers, these high schoolers, they're full of colognes and perfumes and lotions. And then we're washing their clothes and the Unstoppables and all the things. And we're really doing them such a disservice because their hormones are being affected before they're even like at peak. So just something to really think about, especially if you have young children and especially if you have an autistic child, because they're already so full of toxicity. Fragrance is something that may just drive them over the edge. And you know, our children are so sensitive to light and to sound. They, to me, it makes sense that they would also be sensitive to smell. I mean, my son is very sensitive to touch, to light, to sound. It makes sense that he would be very sensitive to smells as well. I don't think that we should just write that one off. Maybe it's one that we don't talk about as much, but I do believe that it will have an effect on our autistic child. And not only that, but the fact that they're chemicals, these phthalates that are toxic... As you're breathing them in, they're becoming a part of you. And our autistic children have such a hard time detoxing and getting rid of things that enter them. We need to avoid them at all costs. That has always been my opinion. Once I started to study fragrance, I realized how horrible it was. That's something that I avoid, like the plague. And not only that, but since I went home and I started having headaches, I was like, wow, so this, this is no joke. This is really, this is how it's affecting me. How is it affecting my son? You know, so... I really encourage you to take a look around your home, see where the fragrance is and see where you can cut back. Um, sorry, I got sort of got off a little bit. Um, another thing that I just want to bring it back in is that these phthalates that are in fragrances, they will also diminish your thyroid hormones too. So the if you have experienced hair loss or fatigue, and even they have found that these phthalates will produce lower sperm count. So I think that's very interesting because I believe the last year and this year were the first two years in history that fertility rates have went down. Um, people have such a difficult time getting pregnant now. It affects fertility, like the sperm count is lower now than it has ever been in the history of the world. And I can't help but think that there is a correlation there between the amount of fragrances and toxicities in the fragrances, which there are lots of other factors. I I do believe EMF has a a large factor on that as well. But this is just one more thing that we need to take into account for overall health. So let's do a little home review. (laughs) Since the FDA does not really regulate what a fragrance is, Let's look at some of these FDA approved products that they have approved. Let's start with Febreze. I loved Febreze from when I, in fact, I'm so old. If you're a younger person listening, I remember when Febreze came out. I remember the first commercial for Febreze when it first hit the market and I loved it. Um, and I kept Febreze Gain Scent in my house for years and years and years. But how many chemicals do you think are in a Febreze? Just like think to yourself, how many chemicals do you think are in Febreze? The correct answer is 87. Yes, you heard that correctly. 13 ingredients away from triple digits for an air freshener. And one of the ingredients is BHT. So BHT is a known neurotoxin. What is a neurotoxin? Neurotoxin is a byproduct of... Of something that is so toxic that it can directly affect your brain. Okay. It's known. That is in Febreze. BHT is also a known endocrine disruptor. And it's known as a skin, eye, and lung irritator. Like it's known to irritate your, your lungs. Like that's pretty essential for life, you know. But that's in Febreze. It's one of the chemicals. But if you look at a Febreze label you're not going to see BHT. It's not on there. Do you know why? Because it's under the umbrella of fragrance. So you are breathing in a known neurotoxin, a known endocrine disruptor, but you will never see it on the label because it's under the unregulated umbrella of fragrance. So that is only one example. Another one that has really gotten a lot of heat lately. I say lately, within the last couple of years, um, you know, Bath & Body Works has been under fire. And so I started to do a little bit of digging. And by the way, Bath & Body Works has done some excellent PR as far as tightening up (laughs) what is out there about their products. But one of the things about Bath & Body Works, particularly their candles, is that it has got benzene. So benzene is just like this colorless liquid, like at room temperature, but it has a sweet odor. Very important because their candles are known for how incredibly fragrant that they are. So, and by the way, benzene is in a number of your hair and body products too. So don't just be hating on Bath and Body Works. It's probably in your hairspray. It is probably in your like root booster, your, um, heat protectant, like all those things for your hair. It's in there. Um... But anyways, benzene is also found in cigarette smoke, it's found in gasoline, and it's found in paint, and that is what is in your candle. So you're lighting this candle, you're letting this chemical go freely into your home, and you're probably going to light more than one because they smell really good, and you're going to be breathing it in and consuming it. Well, the effects of consuming benzene can cause... And I'm reading from my search, vomiting, irritation of the stomach, convulsions, coma, and death. It, that is literally what is on the Agency for Toxic Substances and Disease Registry website. Like that is the exact thing that it says. Death is literally listed as the side effect for this product. And this is in your candles. And I just think it's insane that these products are allowed in our home and they have become marketed to us in such a way that we have to. Like we feel like, oh, it's fall. Fall is come around. We need to buy these fall candles. We need these autumn scents. Oh, it's wintertime. We need to burn something cinnamon. And it's been marketed to us that this is a part of our society that we need to do this. To be like quote unquote normal or keeping up with what everyone else is doing. But what they're marketing to us is poison. It's poison and it's horrible for us. So those were my only two examples. But I think if you will go through your home and just start with cleaning products, that's probably the easiest thing to do. Start with cleaning products and look for fragrance. You would be so surprised at how many cleaning products are just full of fragrance. And then from there, look at your laundry detergent. Look at your uh, dryer sheets. Look at your dishwasher pods. Look at those type things. And then, of course, go through your candles. Um, One thing as you are starting to replace these items, when you start to pile them up and get them out of your home, I understand that not everyone wants their house to smell like nothing. Like, my house smells like the most nothingness that there is. Um, There is no scent. It's just... I don't know. It's just our home. It just doesn't smell like anything. And for a lot of people, that would drive them crazy. So, if you are looking for a product to replace it, look for something scented with essential oils. That's the only thing I would ever recommend is that has to be listed. Not um, not fragrance plus essential oils, but fra- the word fragrance or perfume should not be anywhere on the label. But it scented with essential oils or actual the name of the essential oil that is in there would be the only thing that I would recommend that I believe is the safest option for that. Um, I would keep that in mind as you are beginning to replace and if you are successful and you are able to rid the majority of fragrances out of your home you will be surprised at how strong it smells when you go to home that Has five or six bath and body work candles burning, and who has just sprayed the house with Febreze, and who has cleaned their house with the things that I used to clean my house with, um, where it smelled like a big old gain laundry basket (laughs) in my home. So, I do encourage you if you are on the journey to healing autism, or if you're on the journey to just overall health and well being, to really look into fragrance. These phthalates are no joke. And if you can ever distance yourself from them, you will really truly be able to see the sensitivity to it. You will truly be able to see how much of an effect that it had on you, but you do have to do the work on the front end by removing it from your life. So I hope that this was an educational and helpful podcast. Um, I hate that it has been too long, but as you all know, I am a mama first and I'll always be a mama first. And when my baby needs me, that's what I'm going to do. I love you all, but you are on the back burner when it comes to you and my baby boy. If you would like to connect with me further, you can find me on TikTok at waronautism or on Instagram at underscore underscore eighty nine. or feel free to book a detox session with me at www.waronautism.org. Until next time, my friends, fight the good fight. Goodbye.